Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my creative journey and life in a northern town. My name is Vicki. This week I wanted to talk about um, what I've been working on, lots of different things. I have really been spending time in the evenings working on a knit shawl using a pattern I found out on YouTube called The Easiest Shawl Pattern Ever. It really is an increase. You knit the row, you turn your work, you increase, and you knit a row. And it gradually increases in size. I am using a black bamboo pop that is the first segment. And when I got to the end, I realized, well, I only had one skein and it wasn't big enough. So while I was in Virginia Beach, I stopped at a upscale yarn shop called the yarn shop. I went in and they had the most divine fa- uh, fabrics, uh, yarn I've ever seen. I've been in just a couple of yarn shops in Michigan and they have some really beautiful imported fabric or f- yarns. You can tell that I'm a quilter. Yarns and I don't get there very often. They're all at least 70 miles from my house. So I do order things um, occasionally and I've last year had the yarn of the month club that just ended and I still have about eight projects to do. So this Bali Pop came out of one of the kits but I hated the pattern and the complementing yarn that came with it didn't go together in my opinion. While I was in there they did not carry any more of the black but I found a rack of DK yarn and it's all the same weight but it's made out of wool and a blend of uh, some other fibers and the company is called Three Irish Girls. Well I am an Irish girl and I thought well this must be serendipity. All of the other yarns in the shop were beautiful and I saw lots and lots of different um, textures and tweeds and sails and self-striping. But what got me was this was a little um, collection of hand-dyed yarn in all different colors. I chose the four shades of teal to go with the black. And it's making an ombre effect stripe at the top of the shawl. And when I finish, I do believe that it will be big enough to serve my purposes. Otherwise, I may have to order another black Bali Pop, um, bamboo pop. But overall, this is turning out to be one of the easiest garter stitch projects, but it really doesn't overwhelm the beauty of these hand-dyed yarns. I would totally recommend buying them. Um, They are pricey. It was $30 for the four um, teals and collect the little collection. And they had luscious collections of all different colors. It totally appealed to the quilter in me. While I was at the yarn shop, I found that the people who were in it were very friendly, very nice. And what I found so sweet is they had um, open time for um, a knitting, sit, sit and knit type of thing. And all of the people in this military town who were in that sit and knit had UK accents. I thought that was fabulous. I felt that I was in this most exotic place buying this exotic Irish yarn and I just was transported back to my one and only huge vacation out of the country where we went to Scotland and 
I did not buy yarn when I was in Scotland, but I sure touched tons of it. However, I did buy some fabric. That's another story. So the yarn turned out to be a great addition to my shawl. I still have um, different kits that um, I'm, they don't really, they have suggested patterns in them, but you're not unlimited to that. And in fact, I, I've been doing a lot of garter stitch because uh, I've been listening to um, Craftish by Vicki Howell, and she is a um, knit and crochet um, person as well as other creative endeavors, but she really is talking about how garter stitch, um, she feels, looks very modern, and I couldn't agree with her more. It really does give um, a modern touch to everything, and it's my kind of knitting. It's sit in the evening when the lighting is poor. I don't have to count stitches. I don't have to cable. I don't have to. It's just nice TV watching, football watching projects that I can pick up and put down. And I'll say I did take this um, shawl on an airplane on short circular needles with a plastic that hooks the two um, knitting needles together and they did not give me any problems. So that's my knitting um, update. I haven't been doing uh, much in other um, non-quilting things. Um, I really kind of put Zentangle down. I was very sad over this last week. Our group has not grown beyond three people. And um, it was decided between the um, Arts Council, who has been just lovely people in letting us use the building, that they needed it for when, when our meeting was scheduled and that we just basically put it on hiatus for the winter. And I really don't think that um, come spring we'll, we'll even restart it. So that was a very sad thing for me because I really, really wanted it to grow and become this vibrant community of people seeing each other face to face. But again, I'm running into, I can find the community online, but there is not enough people who will gather in our area. Um, I'm doing it in the evening after work. I, you know, I thought, well, maybe on Saturdays, but that run-ins to everybody's traveling. And, and the bottom line is until I retire, the people who gather and do clubs and different kinds of things are retirees and it's during the daytime hours. The other problem is um, the Zentangle lady said that she's doing all kinds of classes and no one's signing up. Well, go figure. Um, my beginning quilt class after all of the interest that the quilt shop, which is only four doors down from my house, um, nobody signed up for it. So I have a quilt top down there that I'm going to bring home and I'll probably, it's a sampler, snowball, red, white, and black with the um, snowballs connecting all the different sample blocks. And I'll have a picture of that on my show notes on my blog. I'll add to it, make it a little bit bigger, and maybe someday somebody will want to take a class. But I'm finding that it's just not happening here in my town, in my little town. And teaching, I love to teach, and I've had some experience doing that before. Part of my job is teaching, part of, you know, my personal life in the past has been teaching, but maybe really it needs to be a different approach. So I'm giving up that beginning class idea. Um, first of the year, I may still talk to the quilt shop owner about trying to have young sewers and wannabe quilters come in more of a club style format. So that's something in the future. 
and it may or may not ever grow because I'm not sure if she can just allow like a two-hour block of time for me to gather with beginning sewers without charging them money for like a lesson. So I don't know. Um, That's something still in the works. And if you have any ideas about that, please let me know. I want to keep the cost down so people will come. But at the same time, I feel like if people pay a little bit of money, there's a commitment to come and basically finish what you start. So what have I been quilting? Well, I have been working on a courtyard tile quilt. I started a new one because I couldn't figure out what to do with my collection of tulip pink 100 of the little six and a half inch city sampler block. They're sitting in my drawer waiting for the perfect fabric. I've also finished the Pat Sloan um, block of the month. Now I can't find the perfect fabric that I want to use to sash it. It's a beautiful secret garden. Her patterns are lovely and i picked a collection that was a uh, thank you from quilt maker and it just is oh a gorgeous uh, modern watercolor teals and oranges and uh, corals and um so they're they're languishing while i'm finding and looking for the perfect fabric so the tulip pink courtyard tiles is something that um is inspired by a pattern I saw that on Craftsy with the same name. You can buy the pattern there. And it's a lovely, lovely interlocking pattern. But when I looked at it, it's a blank square of fabric, blank meaning no piecing. And then the next square is a eight-pointed star, all in white. And the corners are white. And what is what normally in a traditional block negative space is the brightly colored fabric of the quote tile that you connect to the unpieced square. You have to do careful placement of these um, little bright colors in your white star block because that's what makes it a tile. It has four um, illusion that it's a circular piece coming off like a knob and they interlock in on a diagonal and the illusion is all there. This is what I call, um, well, Francis on the Off Kilter Quilt podcast, derivative work. And I love that title. So I will take that also. It is a derivative work. I resized this to, oh, 10 and a half inches to preserve the large um, print of these Tula Pink Eden fabrics. They have very large tigers and elephants and uh, wonderful Moroccan Zentangle style. And I thought this tile block gave it an exotic look with all of these. I also threw in a couple of other tulip pink um, fat quarters that I picked up along the way and overall I think it's going to be exactly what I was looking to make with this fabric. It's going to have the great bold prints that are not chopped up into tiny pieces. However I've seen this line done with fabulous fabulous small pieces and they make great kaleidoscope um, illusions but I, I bought this collection because I loved Tula's artwork and I didn't want to cut through the main focal points of the fabric. So this was exactly what I was looking for when I was inspired by it. It's derivative work because I think the blocks online look like they're much smaller and um, also you know 
it really was a public domain block. I just was inspired by her unique choices of color. So I drafted it out in my electric quilter and I made my derivative work. I'm going to try to see if I have enough of this fabric to make it a 70 by 80 or even 90, but it's probably more like 70 by 80. Um, it may not. It may wind up being smaller. I'm just going to go as far as I can with the fabric on hand, and um, then I'm not going to put any border on it, and it's going to have a white binding. It does bring up some ideas, you know, about um, public domain blocks, things I call public domain, that they've been around for over 100 years, and derivative work. You know, my thought is, when you look at a pattern, and it's made um, very simply with a block that's been around for over 100 years, I don't feel bad about redrafting it on my computer with the tools I have and the fabrics and the sizing I need. It's not like, um, I feel like this was not a copyrighted type of idea. I mean, this has been around for over a hundred years and it was just an eye-catching, beautiful um, quilt that I saw on Instagram. And that's why I have all these people on Instagram. I love looking at the eye candy and being inspired. Um, most of the time, my inspiration comes from seeing a picture or a quilt at our little quilt group. And um, that's what spurs me on to try new things. So if you want the math all done and you want to be able to um, support someone on Craftsy, you know, go ahead and buy her pattern. She looks like a nice person and I don't know really who she is, but overall it was a great idea, but it was an old block. So your thoughts on that? I know it's a topic of big debate, but um, my thought about copyrighted patterns are, you know, I can do lots of things that are already preloaded in electric quilter and preloaded in my brain from experience. And if it's not a new or unique type of um, block or using a tool, that's the only way you can use it. I mean, I guess I don't, I don't see the problem with it. Um, so I'm sure that will spark some conversation, but I'm okay with that because I think it's a it's a topic that's very real and very relevant. And if I'm wrong, then um, then I will be the first one to stand up in line and say, I will stand corrected. But I, I, I take this as derivative work. So what else have I been working on? Well, got back from um, visiting the grandbabies and my daughter, and I had a stack of customer quilts, and I, I have worked on them. Uh, the nice thing is the several in a row are just plain work. Um, they're holiday gifts. Um, they wanted straight line quilting or stippling, which is just what I needed um, coming back from vacation and not having um, really uh, heavily stress. Because stressful is a word that I would say happens to me a lot for custom quilting on um, work. I mean, sometimes people who really enjoy my, my long arming will say, work your magic on it. And so you feel like there's this pressure to deliver some magical thing, some great um, new fresh idea with, 
um, patterns and stitches you've never done before. And remember, I do free motion. I don't do a lot of marking on my quilts because I just haven't evolved to that. You know, I think of it and then I just draw it out with the long arm. But sometimes there's nothing like just relaxing and stippling a queen size quilt that's going to a young person who wouldn't appreciate all that quilting and they're just gonna take it as uh, grandma's gift and use it and love it and wash it a million times and it just her piecing is what's highlighted on the quilt. So I've done several of those. Now the next quilt is kind of, I've been putting it off. Actually I have two and I have more coming is one of my dear friends um, introduced me to her best friend who was also her best quilting friend. And she died in a car accident over a year ago. And we're slowly going through all of the tops that she had done and never were finished. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's, it's really, really just kind of makes me feel sick in the pit of my stomach. I've driven by the spot where she died and it makes me emotional. My friend still gets emotional talking about losing her best quilting friend. And, and so I pull out her work and I, I just, I see her. I see her smile. I see everything about her, her style. And so sometimes it's hard to do things for people um, who are gone. And what I'm going to do is these are, um, again, um, going to her adult children. And they're not going to be heavily custom work. Um, maybe just a stipple or some swirls because these are going to be, again, quilts that will go to people who just want mom's quilts done. So those are the next two. And then I have a shop sample that I need to finish for. That one is going to be more custom work to help. Um, I'm going to do it really more to have my name on the shop sample for a different quilt shop that is about 75 miles from here and um, have my name on it for advertising and also have a beautiful quilt for the quilt shop. So those are my quilting plans. And so with all that going on, I had to start the tulip pink one because I didn't know what to do to finish up the other ones. I do have um, a couple of other ideas that I want to work on as we go. Um, one is um, the Mod Pods with the quick curve ruler. I'm putting that off after the holiday. I um, equilateral triangle ruler. Now putting that off till later if I ever try it again. It's not going to be the bordered ones. Um, Jaybird Quilts has a beautiful, beautiful quilt made out of that. But it's it, and I have the pattern and I followed all of her instructions. But I just found it too fiddly for my brain right now. That's just something. It's just difficult. But I absolutely love her sidekick ruler patterns. I really recommend them. And my goal is someday to make her, I think it's called night sky pattern. Um, I like that one and I may try it, but who knows? Lots of, lots of fabrics um, out there in the world, but I'm exercising a lot of restraint using up um, what I have here, which isn't tons and tons of yardage. That's why I'm not finishing because I don't have a lot of big yardage on hand because my idea now is different from when I started is that when I want to make something I'm going to go buy it or find 
or locally sourced, you know, maybe through Friends Goodwill or the quilt shop. And then if I can't find what I'm looking for, I'll go online and buy it. Not having these aging um, fabrics that are rotting in drawers. So I actually have an Ikea um, shelf with bins. That's how I store my fabric. It's not sorted. My craft, my creative area is a mess. It has an actual tool bench in it that holds all my gizmos and gadgets and the pegboard has all my rulers on it and I have lots of um, <laughs> fabric piles really all throughout the room. Uh, the rest of my house, I try to keep it somewhat tidy, but I have quilting stuff everywhere. And I've probably told you that before. I sew at the dining room table and uh, my long arm up in my bedroom. So yeah, that's my house. It's a creative, um, slightly, um, I don't want to say messy, but we call it lived in look. And we like it that way. Well, this week I had my um, biannual checkup at my doctor's and got the shock of my life. Um, actually, my um, blood work did not come back great for metabolic things. Um, at this point, it's a diet and exercise um, jump start kick in the butt. Um, I actually had to start some medication for blood pressure um, because I was falling for no reason. I have a middle ear problem and this seems to have stopped that. So all of that personal divulging of boring health information to say I've been very inspired by um, quilters like Krista Watson who are putting their um, health journey on some of their posts and that's what my doctor is encouraging me to do as well as eating better and um, I've had health problems, you know, minor irritating health problems my whole life. So as a healthcare person, I know better and yet it's easy to say and hard to do. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we struggle just like everybody else. So this is a time of year where um, we go to the gym more often. And uh, my goal is to go over three hours a week with a goal suggested by my internist of five hours a week to lose the um, large amount of weight that I need to lose. I am not doing weightlifting. I was doing um, half of my workout with um, moderate weights and then a 30-minute cardio workout. So I, I'm dropping the weights for now. He wants me to strictly go with uh, cardio and we're looking at you know, looking at a different gym that will have a lot more cardiac machines to kind of change it up. But currently, I'm up to about 55 minutes where I can switch off between um, a treadmill for a half hour and a recumbent bike, which does cause me some back and hip pain for about 20 minutes. And then I'm building up the elliptical trainer. Currently, I'm only at about seven minutes, maybe 10 some days but I'm working on it. I want to try to get to where I can do a full hour of cardio and then start really pushing the intensity to bring my blood sugars down and to be healthy. You know, you turn 50 and this is one of those, you know, pivotal moments where you realize, you know, hey, I got to work really hard at this because I've gone from being sedentary to, you know, something that's going around on the internet about our current culture. I'm practically immobile. I don't... I'm not really encouraged to get up and walk around at work anymore. I have to sit at a computer station and talk to people and use the phone and email. And so getting up and moving throughout the day, unlike times when I had very active jobs, um, no, you know, that doesn't burn calories at all. I'm also finding that um, I'm doing pretty good at yard work and 
mowing the lawns over the summer and the fall and the lawn front and back. I say lawns because it's like two different areas. And today I spent um, time raking leaves and I'm going to post a picture. I have a backyard yet and I can't do that one on my own, but the leaves were light, dry and fluffy. So I raked the front yard and I got my hour of cardio in. I'm telling you what, I was really, really spent after all of that work. And I feel like I did probably just as hard a workout or harder than I would have at the gym. And um, I feel good. Been eating better. Lost five pounds this week. Um, that's probably mostly water weight and bloat um, from poor eating. And overall, I'm hoping um, that this can continue because... I can't continue on the path I was because um, I would have had metabolic syndrome and heart disease and all that, which are probably already in their early phases. So if you're, um, you know, a fellow uh, person who has been with struggling, you know, we'll try to support each other. I'm really, really trying very hard and sometimes it doesn't pay off and I have to like really work hard for a month to even lose one pound. You know, that's just because I have, I have terrible metabolism and all that. So we're all in this together. And speaking of we're all in this together, today is Veterans Day and I'm going to um, post this probably next week, but I do want to thank everyone who has served in our military. I am here in the United States, but I think it's very important that we thank everyone who has stood up for what they believe in. Veterans Day happens to commemorate veterans who have served in our country is why I have the day off of work. But I think also it's a time where um, we need to reflect on um, personal personal thoughts about this last week. You know, I'm not going to talk politics, but it was our election here in America, and it brought out some interesting things on social media that I I have chosen not to even go look at. I've turned the news off because really, all I have to say is everyone and happens to be, you know, this entire world. We're all in this together. Our country just needs to have some time to calm down, I think, take a deep breath and realize we're all in this together. And so the sun rose and set every day this week, like it always does. And I'm looking forward to the large supermoon this weekend. The weather's clear. Um, I'm on call and working um, over the weekend, but I do have some time to myself. And this, this is going to be a time of, of really looking at what I need to do to try to give back to this community because I live in a great place and I really feel um, in my heart that I need to do something to give back even more than what I've, well, I consider my usual normal thing. So anyway, that's my thought on Veterans Day. So it's been beautiful weather over the last couple of weeks. We've had an extended fall, unseasonably warm weather in the 60s. We've had one or two 70 degree days over the last couple of weeks, dropping down into the 50s. It's been sunny. It's been dry. And wow, it's one of those Novembers that I don't remember happening very often. In fact, last weekend, we went to the Battle of the Valleys, they call it, for the college my son goes to with another college that also has Valley in its name. And his school is actually going to the playoffs. So the family um, is going to go 
to Detroit where they're playing Wayne State. Grand Valley is playing Wayne State. And um, I'm sure they're going to do very well in the playoffs. So we sat at a football game last weekend. It was 70 degrees, no jacket. I had a scarf on because I didn't wear sunscreen and I didn't want my neck to get sunburned. And it was fabulous. It's going to be fabulous again this weekend. So football is big in our house and I am the biggest football fan of everyone. So I will be watching the Twitter feed for the scores and the big um, colleges have primetime football games since I'm um, having to be close to home to answer um, on-call stuff. I'll be really in my element. Um, I'm going to also be doing a lot of other handwork and sewing and long arming and stuff as I can over the weekend. But all of this beautiful weather um, has got me to um, be outside a little bit more and enjoying what we have. It's getting dark early. Um, We all did the time change. And so it starts getting dark here between five and six. Um, It'll start getting dark between three and four. Um, in December but you know the days do start getting longer by 30 minutes I think I think uh, 30 seconds or five minutes starting um, at the end of December and into January so I missed the one snow that happened it was while I was um, in um, Virginia visiting my daughter and so I am thrilled that we have had this beautiful beautiful weather no complaining about it right now And I also am reclaiming my hours of free time at home since I don't have to do a two hour a day commute a couple of times a week anymore. I located all my work in the county and within, so far, all of my work is within two miles of my house. I really feel productive and that I'm getting a lot done outside of my day job, but I'm also feeling not so tired from all the commuting and getting a lot more done there too. So organization feels like it's coming back. Hmm. Maybe it'll inspire me to organize some of my um, creative endeavors in my sewing room just off the dining room. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm just going to shut the door and put things in tubs and totes and put them in the closet. (laughs) I work more creatively that way. I can't do clean surfaces in my creative space with no um, little piles of fabric and yarns and knitting needles and things all over and patterns hanging on the, um, the, i put them on magnets on my tool bench and yeah that's how I do it are you a real clean organized everything has to be 100% in order are you more on the um, messy side like me um I feel more inspired that way but it also makes it difficult to dust so anyway I want to thank um everyone who's been supportive of this podcast and I wanted to thank um Francis and Jay for commenting on my show notes uh last week I'd like to also thank um, my mom for being so supportive with her comments. And I also want to give a shout out to a young lady who um, is trying to get a crochet business um, off the ground. She has an Etsy shop and she's testing patterns and um Her Etsy shop is um, Crochet by Renee, a lovely young lady who's working her way through college. And if you have any needs for uh, crocheted hats, scarves, or other 
um, projects. She really is quite talented and I would encourage you to go. And at some point, um, she will be selling some of her own original patterns. And she is a young lady who is very creative and um, I just really enjoy her work. In fact, I'm going to test her Huron beanie, which is based as a hat, um, a winter hat for Michigan. And Lake Huron is um, what inspired her work. Over all I wanted to end with, um, I tackled all my applique projects and I did my applique test pattern for Quiltmaker 100 magazine. And I also did the applique for my group, quilt group. It was three blocks that are layered roses. So you cut a large, pretty modern rose out flat and you put a second layer on top with different petal shape. And then you put a third one on top of that. It was all raw edge applique. It has a leaf on a yellow background. And we're supposed to quarter these blocks up. Then you mix them all up and then um, you re-sew them together. Now this is a block lottery. I'm not sure if everyone's gonna have theirs done for our meeting on Tuesday. Um, however, I am one of the few people who have not won a block lottery. And once you have your, you have won, you take your name out of the hat until um, everyone in the group has won. So I'm probably by default maybe getting this one without any luck because I have not won one. And the other uh, block lottery we did a few months ago was a spool along that was online and I went to start making that and the patterns have been taken down. Oh my gosh, that is all over the internet. It's all over Pinterest. Beautiful. I could redraft it, but bless the wonderful soul of my friend, Alice. She printed them and saved them in her craft room. And so probably after the holidays, I will take those patterns. We're going to put them in a folder so they don't get lost. And I'm going to make the spool along yet again, another project I wanted. So word to the wise is if you ever find something that is a block of the month or some something that is a free tutorial, you might want to download and save it because it is something that um, may not be up forever. And on a technology note, I had the Note 7. I absolutely love the Galaxy Note 7 phone. It was a large phone tablet hybrid and they assured me that it was um, not of the kind that was recalled. Well, sure enough, before I took my flight, it was recalled. I got the new phone, you know, the S7. And I'll have to say, it's really great. The camera on it is wonderful. Um, I do have a pen with uh, the capability to use a stylus. And I am surviving turning that in and going back to the S7. I'm an Android person and um, it's worked well for me. So overall on the technology end, I'm figuring things out more. I'm using um, the programs to edit my podcast and I want to thank everyone for um, putting up with, you know, some things that I'm learning I need to get better at. The last podcast um, with some of the editing I think made for some unusual speech patterns and I clip, I think, with editing some of the um, words and silences. So hey, I'm learning. It's all about um, the journey on on technology also. So I want to thank everyone for listening and I want to 
um, wish all of the veterans a happy Veterans Day. And I want to encourage everyone to continue down a wonderful road on their quilting journey. Thanks. Leave a comment so we can um, continue the conversation online. And until next time, have a great day. <laughs>